First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 631 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast. And dads, the NFL season kicked off yesterday, and today I have the honor of being joined by an absolute NFL legend, Hall of Fame linebacker, Chicago Bear legend, Mike Singletary joins me on the podcast today. I absolutely love Mike Singletary. Just his no-nonsense attitude. He represents that old-school toughness that you saw and loved in the NFL back in the 80s. He was the anchor on the greatest defensive team in NFL history, the 1985 Chicago Bears. I even love Mike Singletary's attitude. He became a coach. He was known for his no-nonsense. I remember he was known when his first day coaching, he sent Vernon Davis to the locker room early because he smacked some guy in the head and got him a 15-yard penalty or something. He sent him to the locker room 10 minutes before the game ended. And just a side note there, I did have an opportunity to interview Vernon Davis right here on the podcast. So if you want, go check that out. He's a first-class father as well. But Mike Singletary, known for being a no-nonsense guy, he was also, uh, he won the award at the NFL Man of the year award he's a stand-up guy off the field he was just a brutal linebacker on the field greatest linebacker one of if not the greatest linebacker to ever play the game truly an honor to have him on the podcast today he's a 10-time pro bowler um, super bowl champion as i mentioned nfl hall of fame of the works so very excited to have him on. I'm pumped up for this as the NFL season is upon us once again. I had Brian Dawkins here, the NFL legend, the uh, safety that played for the Philadelphia Eagles the majority of his career. He stopped by on Wednesday. Flip it back one episode to take a listen to that one. And Mike Singletary will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Mike Singletary was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch the conversation between the NFL legend and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Now, if you happen to be a Chicago Bears fan or you just loved that 1985 Chicago Bear team, you got to go through the archives of the show and check out my interviews with quarterback Jim McMahon and wide receiver Willie Golt, both of the Super Bowl champion, uh, Super Bowl Twenty Chicago Bear team. You'll find them there. Also, I mean, I've done so many interviews with NFL dads. Every team is represented. If you go through the list of guests, uh, dads that have joined me here on the podcast, uh, I know you, I, I got a lot of football fans out there that are listening. Love to have you here on the podcast. It's always exciting when I get these NFL dads on the podcast here. So uh, buckle up and make sure you lock it in to my Instagram account, at Alec underscore Lace, for all the upcoming guest announcements, because I have got some real bangers coming your way. You don't want to miss out. Find out who they are. Get over to my Instagram account. And if you plan on taking your son or a daughter to a football game, an NFL game this year, buy your tickets on SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app. Plug in the promo code at checkout, first class, one word, first class, and you're going to save $20 on your tickets. Get them now while they're getting as good. My partnership with SeatGeek is coming to a close soon. So get over there, SeatGeek.com, use the SeatGeek app. Plug in the promo code first class, save $20 on your tickets. That doesn't just have to be NFL, by the way. Major League Baseball is winding down. We know that the basketball will be starting up again, the NHL. So whatever tickets you're looking for, get over there. Use the promo code first class at SeatGeek.com. Save $20 on your tickets. All right, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. And you know it, every day is Father's Day right here on the program. And let's jump into it right now. Straight ahead, my interview with NFL legend, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, Mike Singletary on First Class Fatherhood. (laughs) 
Joining me now, First Class Father, Mike Singletary. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Uh, good to be a part of it. Uh, let's start like this here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Well, we have seven kids. Uh, the oldest is 35. The youngest is 24. So um, <laughs> take your pick in there. Uh, you got 12 years to have seven kids. So it's all good. Wow. You got grand grandkids, too? How many grandkids? Uh, we have 11. Uh, we had uh, two in the last couple of months. Wow. Wow. Very cool. If you could, Mike, just for the listeners who don't know, just take a second to hit them with a little bit about your background and what you do. Well, uh, wow. Uh, it depends on uh, what sector of life. Uh, football player, uh, played for the Bears, um, played uh, college at Baylor, uh, was very fortunate to, to have a good career in both college and uh, professional level. Uh, was very fortunate to play on some great teams. And now that I've been retired for many years, I, I'm working in a uh, not-for-profit uh, uh, organization and education, health and mental wellness. And uh, changing our perspective is what it's called. And uh, so we're, um, we're moving forward trying to help uh, kids and, and uh, those people that live in low socioeconomic areas and trying to provide opportunities. Yeah, and I love what you're doing. And obviously you've had a legendary career on the football field. And I know you said seven kids. So if you could, Mike, take me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey. Uh, about how old were you when you first became a dad? And how did that experience change your perspective on life? Uh, I was about 25. It was uh, right after the Super Bowl. And, um, man, it, it changed my life. Uh, it was an incredible change. Uh, there were some things that I really knew for the first time in my life that, that I had to get straightened out. I had to to kind of um, get properly aligned for uh, being a dad. You know, being married was one thing, but now becoming a father was something totally different. And uh, growing up in my household, being the last of 10 kids, it didn't go so well for my mom and dad. And uh, finding out uh, later on in life that I'm a lot like my father, but I didn't want the same outcome. So I really started reading and, and talking to people and talking to people that I thought were great fathers and asking a lot of questions, reading as much as I could and uh, praying a lot and uh, really trying to, to, uh, to get ahead of the game. And um, I was very fortunate to, to find a lot of people that gave me some great advice. And uh, I, I read the Bible uh, a lot trying to find all the wisdom that I could get in terms of what I needed to do to be a, a good father and a good husband and and uh, to really get ready to prepare my kids for life. And that, that's really what it was all about. Yeah, and Mike, I know f finding a father figure is so important. I, I talk on this show, I harp on it, is the fatherless crisis we have in our country where so many kids are growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. Uh, and if they don't find that father figure in sports through a coach or in the military through an instructor, something like that, and they find it out in the street, it's really what's leading to so many of these uh, devastating problems that we're seeing uh, all throughout our society. What's your take? Well, I, I was uh, was talking to a gentleman yesterday, and and uh, we were talking about this. He was just saying, Mike, 
how can a young man emulate what he's not seeing? And so when you look around our society, particularly in the lower socioeconomic areas, um, you know, a lot of these young, young kids don't see fathers. So how do I know how to be a dad? How do I know uh, what to do? How do I know how to raise a kid? How do I know how to be in relationships? So it, it is, it, it's really important that, um, you know, more and more dads are, are able to allow themselves to be seen, first of all, by their own kids, and, and uh, as well as being willing to be a mentor to others. You know, I get asked all the time, you know, how do, I, how do I be a great dad? You know, how do I be a great husband or whatever? You know, I'm afraid to raise my kids because I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it when I was a kid, and so I'm. I, how can I give what I didn't get? And so, it's important. The most important thing for me that I've learned is if I can be a good husband, if my wife and I can really uh, set a tremendous example. We may not know anything about being a mom. We may not know anything about being a dad, but our kids are watching us all the time. And I think so many times the uh, moms and dads are trying to tell the kids what they should do better, what they should do differently. And at the same time, when their kids are looking at mom and dad's relationship, it's inconsistent with what they're saying. And I think the greatest thing that parents can do is to really emulate what they want their kids to see. And I, I think I really believe that, you know, with the exception of a few conversations, that if my kids just are able to see how I respond to my wife, how she responds to me, how I treat her, uh, how I talk to her, how I love her, how we work out conflict. And it's not always great, but we're constantly working at it. Uh, but I think that goes so much further than, hey, don't do this, don't do that, and man, look at here. Man, don't do you get in this situation? Don't do, people don't want to hear that. Your kids certainly don't want to hear it. But if they can see it, I think they can get a lot from that. Yeah, very well said, Mike. And I know you brought up there, too, uh, how much you read the Bible and your faith. I know is important in your life. As a matter of fact, about an hour before I jumped on this call with you, I did an interview with Jerry Jenkins, uh, who wrote your biography years ago. And we were talking about not only the father's presence in the home that's missing, but also our heavenly father's presence that's missing in our society. When when did faith become a big part of your life and how important was faith in raising your kids? Well, faith was everything. Um, because if, if I can't if, if I can't have my kids understand that there is a God, I'm not it. And it's important to understand that I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to do things that are wrong. I'm going to screw it up. But I have a chance to always come back to the Father and say, Lord, help me to get this right. Help me to understand. Help me to humble myself and, and really understand what love is and, and how I need to respond in such a way to make a difference. And I, I just really believe that you know, faith is everything. Without faith, um, I, I can't even begin to tell my kids to think wonderfully about tomorrow. Uh, if I don't have faith, if I don't believe there's a God, if I don't believe that um, 
you know, there's something out there. There's so much bigger than me. If I can't be forgiven for all the mistakes that I that I've made and are gonna make on a daily basis, then what the heck is the purpose? If, if there's no God, then I need to get a gun. I need to dig a hole and I need to get my family and put us in there and just say, hey, everybody protect your back. That, that That's the best we can do if there is no God. And so to me, um, I, I, I just don't, I don't believe that we are some cataclysmic um, uh, accident, some, some proton, the neuron uh, bursting into orbit and, and there we are. Uh, or, you know, I'm, I'm from the ape family and you're from the chimpanzee. I, I, I don't believe that. I, I believe that there is a God and I believe that he created me and I believe that he created me to be special. I believe that he created me to be something really, really wonderful if I have the courage to live up to it. And then if I have the, the courage to be in, in a marriage with my wonderful wife and, and we can grow into a friendship that's absolutely amazing and our kids can, can live off of that and grow off of that and have their own lives. Yeah, re- really great stuff, Mike. I, I love that. And what is it that with, with changing our perspective, what is the type of work and messages that you're bringing? I know you t- said you work with the youth. Are, are you bringing them messages of faith, hope? Uh, of, explain to me a little bit more, if you could, about changing our perspective and what it is that you do, what kind of work you do. Changing our perspective is all about uh, education, health and mental wellness uh, for kids. And I, I just believe that... Um, you know, it's, it's really helping our kids be responsible and, and understand that, you know what, uh, maybe life isn't fair. Maybe where I am today is not the best place, but I don't have to stay here. And, and I, I got to take all the responsibility. I got to be accountable and be able to say, you know what, maybe it's not fair how I got here. Maybe, uh, you know, life has been kind of rough for me and maybe the place that I live isn't the greatest. But you know what? I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this because God created me and he created me to live a great life. And what that looks like is it's going to depend on how I embrace that. That is the truth that if I embrace it, then I have a chance to live it and walk it out. And uh, that takes courage. That takes faith. And uh, to me, each and every day that, that we get up, we, we got to be walking towards that goal. We got to be walking towards the knowing that there's something better. You know what? I got to choose every day to get up and live my life with the right attitude and be purposeful about what I'm doing and making a difference and, and not just looking out for me, but looking out for those that are coming up after me and try to make a difference in their lives as well. Yeah, very well said, Mike. And, and, you know, one of the things that I love, I know you, you've been there uh, already. I'm heading in your direction. I got four kids. My oldest is 16, so I haven't hit all these uh, certain milestones yet in my own fatherhood journey. But what, how did you kind of handle it? What kind of advice did you give to your kids when they became old enough to start hitting that dating scene? Well, you know what is as far as the dating scene is is concerned, it's just being able to to just be honest with them and, you know, let them know some of the mistakes that, that you made and, and not expect that, that they're not going to make mistakes. The most important thing is that you got to get them the information. 
not all of them are going to listen to it. I mean, I wish y'all, you know, some of them are just like me, knuckleheads. Uh, some of them are like their mother. They listen a lot better. But uh, for those that are like me, I still say when they make mistakes, it's not the end of the world. You still got a chance. But um, just know that when they become teenagers and they start dating, one of the best things that you better be able to do really well is pray. Because they're definitely going to make mistakes. And you can say, what did I tell you? Didn't I tell you that's what was going to happen? So, uh, you know, you're going to say that a lot of times. But just stay on your knees. It'll all work out. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, pulling into that just a little bit more, Mike, obviously um, you were the nucleus there of the arguably the greatest defense that ever played the game. You were physical on the football field. What kind of disciplinarian, though, were you as a dad with the kids growing up? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Yes, it was different. It, it was different from the standpoint that I had a wife. You know, my wife didn't let me discipline my kids the way I was disciplined. You know, I probably would have killed a couple of them. Uh, for me, it was really sitting down and said, Mike, you don't have to spank them for everything. You know, we got to get creative here. You know, there's some things you got to do, things we got to take away. And, and so she really helped me understand that, you know, I, I can, there are some things that, that we can discuss. There are some things that, you know, we just need to put up the consequences. There's something, but you got to be creative because every kid is different. And in order for you to be an effective disciplinarian, you got to find out how each of your kids are bent and really, really help them uh, be able to see their faults and, and try as much as you can to, to, to make sure you, you head them off and, and knowing, hey, you know what? I know you really well. I know what you're thinking. Don't do that. Don't go in that direction. Uh, I try um, uh, when they're teenagers to give them as much advice as I can, but prayer is the best thing. And I find that as they get older and they begin to have their own kids, I stop giving advice. I still pray, but I listen to them to come to me. Say, hey, dad, I'm throwing my arms up. What do I do? How do I get this right? Because really then is when they're listening. But when they're teenagers, man, prayer and just staying with it, persevering, fighting the good fight. Um, that's what we got to do. Yeah, I'm trying to callous my mind for all these things coming uh, my way very soon. And, and Mike, I'm kind of curious, too, obviously coaching in the NFL, coaching uh, athletes at all different levels for you. Was there a noticeable getting back to the fatherless thing that we were talking about earlier? Was there a noticeable difference for you coaching kids that came from a single parent home or grew up without a father when you were when you got to coach them as opposed to the kids that came from a two parent family or grew up with a dad? I tell you what, man, you notice it right away. Um, you know, kids, it's, it's different today. Um, you know, there were some kids that grew up in a single parent home and uh, but they had strong mothers. Mothers were were tough, man. They were saying, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And um, but uh, today with social media and all the other pressures of life and the pandemic and all the other things that have happened, the political climate, uh, the social climate is it's there are a lot of things that are facing kids today that, that you know I know I didn't have to face and it's just so important to know that uh, you know our, our kids need to know that when we say that we are believers when we say that we love the Lord 
when we say that we have faith, they need to be able to see it. Uh, they, they don't need to see me one day uh, telling them how they need to pray and how they need to love the Lord. And the next day I'm choking one of them. They don't need to see that. It's too much inconsistency. They don't need to hear me saying how I hate this and how I hate that. I need to be saying, you know what? There is a God and he's got it. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that, Mike. And, and I know you, we, we talked there about the changing our perspective and I love the work that you're doing there. What other kind of things are you working on right now? What other kind of projects you have? What's coming up next for you? Well, we're currently getting ready to um, start a, a for-profit organization called Creator. And that will be a mental wellness program for adults. And so um, we've been helping kids, but uh, there are a lot of adults saying, hey, uh, we, we need some help. You know, we, we need, uh, you know, we, we need to figure out how to get up every day and have the right attitude and how to approach life uh, with both feet on the ground and and make a difference and live out our goals and and uh, be able to make great decisions and to be uh, mentally aware of uh, where we are, all of those little things. And uh, we need tools to be able to guide our families and for today. So I, I think that uh, I'm excited about um, this new organization that, that we're going to start, Creator. Um, I'm excited about uh, the lives that will change, corporations that will change. And um, so it, that's what we're doing. Yeah, awesome, man. I know mental health has become just such a at the forefront of so many challenges right now with so many people, no matter what the age or, or, or where they come from. And I know one thing, too, Mike, that's <coughs> challenging for so many for so many parents because of all the studies that have come out about playing football uh, with all of the results, whether how much we know or we don't know yet still about the CTE and the whole bit. It's a concern whether or not they should let their kids play so i love to ask the nfl dads that i have on what what kind of advice do you have for the parents out there what would you suggest for them uh is a good age for them to allow their kids to start playing contact football i think uh contact football is a great uh it's a great sport i i think um kids maybe around 12 years old i think is is the best age for kids to start because then they're pretty much developed uh, a lot of times when the kids, 8, 9, 10, if they have a knee situation, if they have a shoulder situation, you know, first of all, kids have to develop. And and once they develop, now, by the time they're 12 years old, 13 years old, if they have an injury, well, that, that, that bone structure is already fully developed, and it has a better chance to heal itself. But if, the, if, that, if that particular limb or joint or whatever at 8, 9, 10 years old hasn't even been developed yet, it's still trying to develop, and you have an injury, I think it really can, can cause uh, some issues that, with the structure of that bone or the structure of that muscle. So I think around 12 years old, that's what we did for our kids, uh, our boys, when they were playing uh, football. Very cool. All right, Mike, last thing I want to hit you with here, I, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. You probably touched on it some during the interview here, but what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? I think 
one of the great things that uh, one of the best things that a new dad can do is is really sit down uh, before having family and and make sure that you and the wife are really on the same page. This is how we want to raise our kids. This is how we want to discipline. This is how we want to handle disagreements. This is how we want to handle sleepovers. This is how we want to handle all of those things. You know, my wife and I had to talk all the time about things that she grew up thinking about it one way. I grew up thinking about it another way. And, uh, you know, when the phones first came out, for instance, I told my wife, our kids, when they, when they get home with that phone, those phones are going straight in a basket over the fireplace. And they're not touching those phones. They got one call at night before they go to bed. And, and that's a short, uh, that's a phone call to their friend or whoever it is. They got one phone call. And, um, you know, they thought, you, you would have thought that we were the worst parents ever. What are you talking about? All of our friends have a phone. They're talking all the I do not care. You got to make sure, mom and dad, that you're on the same page. Because if you're not, guess what? Uh, there's no one quicker that can detect uh, something easy as mom and dad fighting over them. And uh, it, it is not worth it. It, it. The most important thing is mom and dad got to be on the same page. If you don't have any success, that is the best advice that I can give. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, Mike Singletary, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, and God bless you. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. First Class Fatherhood is a family-made media podcast please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood Advice and Wisdom from High Profile Dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.